This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, September 6th. Welcome back, Corey. A lot's been gone since you uh, were gone. Um, yeah, what's going on? Anything? Anything uh, good? Uh, you know, uh, uh, basically a lot of high school sports uh, in the meantime, uh, including a really fun volleyball game last night. We'll get to that in a second. But first, uh, why don't we talk about the uh, Johanna Olson invite at Whitetail Run, the cross-country meet that the Wadena Deer Creek uh, school puts on, and uh, it's a, a, a big one. There are 16 schools in all uh, that competed uh, in each of the boys and the girls, and I think there's a couple uh, that uh, I think there's a couple more when you count in one team didn't quite have a girls, one team did have a boys, whatever. So, sure. uh, uh, you know, almost 20 schools were competing uh, in the meet, according to kind of my quick glance here uh, for that meet. And of course, it's a, a big deal for the Wadena Deer Creek Athletic uh, Community holding uh, this meet. So, uh, I guess uh, uh, it's uh, you know another good meet. It looked like it was going to get rained out for a second there. Uh, probably a little bit chillier than maybe people were expecting after the last couple days. But uh, I snuck in there to to watch a little bit of the of the ending of the girls varsity and the boys varsity run. Uh, there was a lot of people. Looked like another good meet. Yeah, awesome. It's an awesome meet. It's a it's a, a really cool thing. A few years ago, um, I don't know if you remember, there was this worldwide pandemic if you remember that happening uh no actually could you explain to me in excruciating detail everything sure so it started in um china uh-huh and, and it was this thing called the novel coronavirus novel all right and it swept the world it set the it set the world uh, ablaze and uh, because of it high school sports in uh, whatever fall that was i don't remember what year anymore um was was delayed some of those like inside sports or contact sports uh were delayed a little bit in the meantime things like uh tennis and cross country were still happening at their normal um pace there was still stuff going on so we broadcast a few uh, i think we did two tennis meets matches and two cross-country meets and one of them was the uh, Johanna Olson it's a really cool uh, event uh, every single year that that uh, pays tribute to uh, Johanna who was an awesome runner for Wadena Deer Creek and went on to do uh, pretty amazing things at the next level and beyond um, and if you've never been to a cross-country meet I will say this about any running sport cross-country um, track and field if you've never been to one before you just 100% need to go. If all you've ever done is go to um, a basketball game or a football game or even even volleyball, whatever, all the other sports have this, like, uh, me versus you mentality. Uh-huh. And these running sports, um, it's not combative like that. It's competitive. Um, it's intense. But it's not combative like that it's a, a really fascinating really fun um event to take in in person i can't recommend it enough if you've never been to a cross-country meet you should go it's cool and insanely supportive in a way that these other sports just are not supportive of 
you know, you've been into a basketball gym where not everyone there is happy with the officials uh-huh. or not everyone there is happy with the coaching or not everyone there is happy with a particular uh, uh, athlete on the floor. That is not the case when you go to a cross-country meet or a track and field meet. Everyone is there for each other, including the athletes who are rooting for each other to perform their very best. It's really it's it's cool. I recommend it a lot. Top five finishers for the girls' varsity yesterday at the Johanna Olson Invite. Uh, Sox Center as a team finished fifth. Long Prairie Gray Eagle fourth. Minnewaska area third. Little Falls second. And the Wadena Deer Creek girls win the meet again. And I believe, according to Coach Brunsberg, uh, the third consecutive year that the Wadena Deer Creek girls cross-country team has won their awesome. own invite. Um, Lydia Oldakowski finished ninth. Amber Collins, 11th. Uh, Brielle Kern with uh, 12th place finish, 13th. Noel Spicer, 14th. British Sweeney uh, that finish for the WDC girls, uh, their top five finishers there. Over on the boys' side, uh, we have uh, number five, which is Minnewaska area. Number four, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. Number three, Sox Center. Number two, Park Rapids area. And number one, Bertha Hewitt uh, finishing top in the boys' side of things as well. Your brother's on that team, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. I mean, how's is uh, the high expectations for that uh, for that Bertha Hewitt cross country club this year? Yeah, they've got the program in a in a really good spot right now. And you mentioned COVID uh, and, and kind of the impacts it had on the sports world. There's a lot of schools around here that probably don't get cross country programs started at all if it's not for COVID kind of forcing like a sport to be created so kids could do something and it got the program started and they've gotten some success. I'm just using Bertha Hewitt as an example because I know firsthand, but for them, they got a program started. They got things going in the right direction. And right now it's in a really good spot. And like every, uh, you know, like every school, when they have a good run, there's typically a good crop of kids. There's a good crop of parents who are supporting those kids and that's uh, and good coaches as well who are helping foster that. So yeah, uh, Bertha Hewitt's in a really good spot right now. Uh, they, won the meet yesterday without Brady Rock running, who is uh, one of their top runners. Yeah, so... Yeah, he's not one of their top runners. He's one of the state's top runners. Yeah, he's... He's pretty good. He's dynamite. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's your cross-country update. I got it in. You know, I get flack from my parents all the time. They're like, you know, you never talk about uh, cross-country. And I'm like, yeah, I avoid trying to give my brother any credit on the air. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. if You, yeah. you should have told me that ahead of time. Yeah, no, we, we could just... We got this video going. You could have been like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be pounding on the glass next time. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, Corey, last night we had high school volleyball on the airwaves over on the Superstation. Yeah. Wadena Deer Creek was hosting Dilworth, Glendon, Felton. And it's a Section 8 AA rivalry again, as we've talked about in the first few weeks. Wadena Deer Creek moving back into Section 8 AA. And... You know, both head coaches before this game kind of knew it was going to be a battle. They knew uh, the expectations and where both programs have typically been at. And, uh, you know, just early on in that first match, it was like uh, DGF won 25 to 20. And it felt like once the second match got started, the the students of DGF all got there. They kind of consolidated. They were all kind of scattered. And then they all consolidated on the opposing side of the floor, but it was on Wadena's side of the court, if that makes sense. So they were in the guest bleachers, but they moved over to Wadena's side of the net to, to you know, try and get a little extra, you know, kind of uh, student section-y, if you will. 
Yes, the Wadena, of course. The Wadena Deer Creek student section being right behind uh, D, uh, DGF as well. Uh, and I kind of saw it in the broadcast. I was like, I said it. Of uh, you know that first set kind of felt like one of those prize fights where guys are just kind of spending the entire first part just feeling each other out. Mm-hmm. And once we got to set number two, things picked up in intensity immediately. And once we got to set number three, things got a little bit more intense. And set number four, and then to set number five. So DGF won sets one and three. Wadena Deer Creek won set number two. They came back and won set number four, 25 to 15. And it just kind of felt like they had the momentum rolling into that final set. And both teams did a lot of really good things. Both teams did some things that obviously coaches are going to love because they can go in and they can point to things that they need to work on because it's still the only the second week of the season. But, Corey, right. this one had some implications for Section 8 AA, of course, because both these teams are going to look to compete in that section this year. So for seeding purposes already, it's the second week of the season and we're talking about that. But also because this is two teams who are got a good chance to play each other again later, but it was five sets. It was back and forth. It was about as fun of a game as you're going to get in the second week of the season anywhere. And they got to that third set. Wadena Deer Creek got down five, one at one point, And then they also, then they tied it back up at six and then they got down 10, six at one point and were able to come back and take the lead. And then eventually winning set number three, 15-13. It was back and forth. Both teams kind of had momentum at certain points in the game. Uh, Peyton Gravel finished with 20 kills and a few service aces on the day. Uh, Also, uh, uh, Lola Pulver, a senior for Wadena Deer Creek, had, I think, 13 or 14 kills on the day. Uh, Really good effort by the Wolverines. Uh, They had some moments here and there where uh, Coach Volkman will probably say they need to tighten up. But at the end of the day, uh, winning against DGF in five sets is definitely a, a nice feather in your cap early in the season. Sounds awesome. I'm 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 jealous. <laughs> was, I love that sport so much. So that sounds like to have a a fun one that means something in the in the early season that doesn't just feel like a tune up is mm-hmm. is huge. So that's. It's exciting to see for both of those teams, I'd imagine, just to be at that like, you know, this one actually matters. We can't be just working out kinks where we need to be. I know it's only the second week, but we kind of need to be beyond that. Uh huh. Um, it's fun. You know, it's fun, about- it's fun to get into those meaningful games this early. And Coach Vulcan has mentioned that, uh, you know, starting off early in the season, you know, they had to play Pequot Lakes. They had to play Purim. They have to play DGF. They're going to play a tough Sabika team uh, later this week as well. And, you know, that's a... That- it's one of those things where, you know, uh, she's kind of said some people like to start their seasons, get some of those wins, get some momentum building. She said, you know, why not start the season basically uh, with your toughest part of the schedule? You know what you need to work on going forward through the rest of the year, and uh, you can pick up some momentum and kind of raise the bar. And Wadena Deer Creek's had two wins in a row against Section 8 AA teams, so they got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, the, I, I, I like that philosophy a lot and i agree with that philosophy a lot the last thing you want is to get to playoff time um thinking you're rolling and not ever really having played anyone you mm-hmm. know what i mean and like like that's a tough spot to be in when you get to those when you get to those playoffs and you're like oh boy that's a different level we weren't ready for quite yet um it's one thing if you're not good yeah then that you're going to probably be overwhelmed by everyone anyway, and it doesn't matter. But 
you know, 600 plus wins later that for Wadena Deer Creek in particular, uh, they seem to kind of have a plan of what's going on over there <laughs> in that, in that volleyball room. Um, uh, yeah, I really like it a lot. I like that philosophy. So quickly, Corey, uh, I want to mention, uh, according to The Athletic, there is word that a Justin Jefferson contract has been making some headway. Uh, just a quick news update on that. Now, does, Was I, there concern it wasn't going to happen? I think that it wasn't going to happen this year because once the games start playing, players typically don't want to talk extension. Um, so if the Vikings don't get an extension with Jefferson done before kickoff on Sunday, then it's probably not getting done until next season, in which case there's likely Case Jefferson will cost more money than he would if you sign him to an extension now. Uh, anyway, that's kind of a good preview into a program we have over on the Superstation tonight. Uh, yeah, tonight uh, uh, premiering, I guess, uh, this season's X's and O's with head coach Kevin O'Connell. 30-minute program on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. And um, if you're familiar with sports, you're familiar with the term X's and O's, that's what it's good. He's gonna he'll he'll break it down for thirty minutes. It's a it's a cool little program. And uh and that begins this evening and will run season long with a you know, a couple possible exceptions. Yeah. So there Wednesday you- nights at six thirty. So there you go. All right, Corey, Twins win two out of three in Cleveland, the biggest series of the year. And for once, it felt like the Twins showed up and everything kind of came together. The pitching has been good. The bullpen has been solid for the most part. The lineup has gotten timely hitting. Remember how bad this team was to watch back in June? And remember how bad they were with the bases loaded? Uh, Royce Lewis has a career OPS of like 1,200 with the bases loaded in his career. He has 13 career home runs. Four of them are grand slams. Uh huh. He has three grand slams in his past eight games. Yeah. It's insane what he's doing. Do you remember like a week ago when one of us said um, he's the Twins' best player? Yeah. And he is the next Twins cult hero fan favorite. Like yeah. Kirby Puckett, Tory Hunter, we all wanted it to be someone out like Buxton, for example, uh, no. Turns out he wears number twenty-three, and yeah. his name is Royce Lewis. That dude is a dude. He's so fun. He's incredible to watch. Uh, face of the franchise level. Uh, it's fun, and like you said, cult hero because he's charismatic. He's always got a smile on his face. He's young. Like he just seems like a guy everybody wants to be around, and it's really going to help out the franchise for the future. Uh, Max Kepler. Always owns that progressive field. He got an RBI double yesterday. Carlos Correa hit a home run on Monday night. He got a couple RBIs yesterday as well. Uh, I mean, the thing is, Corey, we know the Twins can pitch, and we've seen Pablo. We've seen uh, we've seen Sonny Gray last night go six innings, three runs. Joe Ryan gets the bump today. We know the Twins can pitch, but the interesting thing is, Corey, the Twins have had a top eight offense in baseball since the All-Star break, and if they can have those two things gel at the same time, I know their win count is not what you think of a playoff team, but who cares? Once the Twins get that ticket punch, they have just as good of a chance as anybody. And that's, I mean, we're not the only ones. I think every Twins fan on the planet has been talking about this. When you go back to the All-Star break, the pitching feels like it's going to be there because it has been. It's shown it can be there, and and they have a number of people who can be stoppers mm-hmm. where, like, okay, oh, boy, this actually didn't go great for Sonny this week. Well, that's okay because it's Pablo's turn tomorrow, and then it's Joe Ryan's turn the next day. Like, we're going to get this ship righted. Mm-hmm. Um could they score runs? Could they 
uh, be offensively relevant. And boy, oh boy, they have been in this second half. And especially because of those rookies, when you look at the contributions of Royce Lewis, when you look at the contributions of uh, Ed Julian, when you look at the contributions of Matt Walner, and also important to note that guys like Max Kepler have been dominating. Max Kepler had an OPS on-base plus slugging of under 700, which is not good. 750 is like league average. And all of a sudden, Max Kepler has an OPS in the 800s this year. Like, uh, it's bordering on 900s. Max Kepler is having his best season since 2019 after being on the brink, it felt like, of getting cut this year. It's amazing where the Twins have gone. Ryan Jeffers has become one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. Christian Vasquez, after a slow start to the season, has been coming around to at least getting league average production of your uh, from your catcher at the uh, in terms of hitting let's say, and everything's just been rolling. The only thing is that back end of the bullpen, we all know how scary that can be for the Twins, but at the end of the day, I know the Twins' record stinks uh, compared to these other teams, and I know they're going to catch flack for it, but, and I know people are like, well, it's the AL Central. Why do we need to get excited about this Twins team? Well, because, hey, man, they're getting into the playoffs this year, and that's better than the alternative in any other situation. Uh, what's the alternative? They miss the playoffs? What's the fun in that? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're World Series juggernauts, but if they're playing hot come playoff time, they're in the situation you want them to be in. So there you go. Skull Twins, Skull Vikings, uh, Skull everybody uh, around the region in high school sports. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, September 6th.